0: United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. I'm Julie Mason. Joining me now, Keith Mines, who's director for Latin American programs at the United States Institute of Peace, We're here to talk about Blinken's upcoming trip to Colombia. Uh, good morning, Keith.
1: Good morning, Julie. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. How are you? Great. So uh, why Colombia?
1: Well, it's nothing uh, nothing special. It is a fairly routine visit. This will be the secretary's third visit to the hemisphere. He's uh, gone to Mexico and then Costa Rica to meet with Central American colleagues. But of relationships in the hemisphere, uh, Colombia is really kind of unique. It's one of the best relationships we have, not only in the hemisphere, but also in the world, frankly, a long time relationship uh, uh, with very strong trade relationships. Uh, of course, Colombia remains the, the main source of cocaine in the United States, so there's issues to, to be discussed, a very close relationship on Venezuela, and, uh, and lots to discuss after the socio-economic protests of the last couple of years.
0: That's interesting because uh, for all the, the close relationship, uh, Colombia doesn't get a lot of play, doesn't get a lot of, you know, a lot of talk.
1: No, and it should. Um, it really should. You know, we like to say that we don't do nation building, but um, we did it in Colombia. We had a very close partnership to help close the the ungoverned spaces that was being filled by narcotics traffickers, insurgents, paramilitaries. Um, we stuck with Plan Colombia for decades, and it's uh, it's a very different country now than it was 20 years ago. Uh, as, as one of their presidents said, the big, biggest danger now is you won't want to leave.
0: <laughs> um, tourism to Colombia has has really increased in the last decade or so it's a real hot spot
1: yeah I was there actually I went to see some things that I hadn't I lived there decades ago but I had not been to the north coast to see the uh, the Tyrona National Forest which is this extraordinary piece of coastline and jungle and so I went there actually with my son a couple of years ago had an extraordinary time yeah it's a very very tourist friendly place um, and a very uh, just a lot of, of neat things to see it's got some of the hemisphere's um, most diverse biodiversity and, and, and birds and and, uh, and and jungles that haven't been touched for a long time. So we're really quite a place.
0: Um, they've been quite hard hit by the pandemic.
1: Yeah. And that's something that plays out um, in a really interesting way. Um, it was, you know, it's always struggled economically. It's not, you know, it's, it's done well and it's had good growth, a great business community. And and good trade relations with the U.S. Uh, in particular, but others as well. But the it, it got hit very hard by COVID, and also by the influx of 1.7 million uh, Venezuelan refugees, uh, which the Colombians were very generous in in taking in, frankly, and and trying to facilitate their uh, livelihoods while they were uh, in refuge in Colombia. Uh, but COVID hit it really hit really hard. It's a, one of those countries that has a strong informal sector, and it was just hard for people to to shut down, if they they shut down, stay home, they can't make a living. So it, it got hit very hard, and it leaves three really big issues. Um, some of which will come up in in the uh, in the, the talks with the secretary, and and some of which are things that Columbia has been working on. Frankly, all three are ones that we face in the United States as well. But uh, one is this question of national dialogue: how do citizens dialogue with their with their country, with their government? Uh, how does government institutionalize that dialogue and, and give a, a real voice to people. So it's not just a dialogue of the death. And second is socioeconomic models. Um, the kind of neoliberal model is discredited in a place like Colombia. Socialism, as it's being practiced across the hemisphere, of course, not uh, particularly effective. So, you know, there's a search for the right socioeconomic model. And third is uh, police reform and uh, how the, the protests were handled over the last six to nine months has been something that uh, that leaves some some gaps and uh, citizens, particularly youth, are looking for for something new. Uh, So those three issues, I think, are kind of in the background of a lot of this. Again, things that we are facing in the U.S. as well.
0: Uh, And what's going on with their uh, homegrown insurgency?
1: Well, it's been the peace process closed out, um, brought one group in from the cold, the, the FARC, which was the main insurgent group. In 2016 and there has been but there was a huge um, list of unfinished business and that's one of the things that is still pending uh, a lot of work and frankly it was something that I think in many cases uh, countries and and we the United States as well feel like after a peace process the work is over and and we can have a peace dividend and go back to business as usual but the but consolidating the peace in a place like Colombia was almost as hard as, as fighting The war itself so you have all these challenges in the post-peace era uh, the consolidation of government services in rural areas a question of truth and reconciliation mechanisms to finally put to rest some of the demons of the past are two big ones Uh, usip has been active in in working helping to work through some of these things we have a number of programs that are that are designed to help to help do this but it's a huge there's a real you know, rather than a peace dividend in terms of, of funding, frankly, there's the opposite. There's the, the hard work that has to be done in the con- countryside to provide government services across the country and uh, reform of the police and, and security forces from counterinsurgency forces to more citizen security forces. So there's a lot of work uh, still to be done. Uh, President Duque's administration has done a lot of this. It's put Significant emphasis on ex-combatant entrepreneurship, small-scale projects in communities, um, but with the drop in resources and now the the bigger drop because of COVID, uh, it's just been difficult to do to do what was necessary. So, a huge resource requirement, a lot of focus, and um, the U.S. recognizes that has <clears throat> stayed with the the project, if you will, of helping to consolidate the peace. Uh, but still, a lot to be done uh, in the future.
0: And I imagine these troubles in the economy, troubles in rural areas makes it harder to control the cultivation of cocaine from that country.
1: Yeah, the the coca issue is one that just persists. Uh, There was a surge of of coca cultivation and production uh, following the peace accords that's just remained stubbornly high. And despite real efforts on the part of the Colombian government, it's it's still high.
0: Stubbornly Um, high. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it just um, it has been a, a something that has required, again, a long-term approach. Um, it's required uh, alternate alternative development in the rural areas so that uh, peasants don't feel enticed uh, to grow cocaine, uh, and then of course the extension of law and order into the countryside. So there's some real costly and big things that are that are still pending there. Uh, the two sides have considered the pros and cons of return to aerial fumigation, uh, which comes with some real downsides, and and both sides recognize that. Um, But this main thing, I think, is alternatives to coca cultivation. And and again, that's a whole rural development strategy, which the Duque administration has, uh, but which remains uh, in large measure uh, pending uh, execution.
0: And Keith, uh, what about human rights? Is Blinken going to bring that up on his visit?
1: Yeah, I think there will be a, a discussion about that. There was concerns uh, by, by many about the issue of human rights in the protests. Um, again, there's a question of police reform that, that youth especially are very seized with. They'd like to see the uh, shift from the historic military and counterinsurgency orientation of the police to something more citizen-focused. Uh, there was reporting from the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights. Uh, after the protests, that uh, that reinforce that, so I think it'll it'll accelerate uh, those calls for reform. I think there will be some discussion of that. Of course, with the with the amount of of effort that the U.S. has put into security sector reform in Colombia and the partnership that we've had on that. Again, and we don't have a perfect record either, so we we compare different cases, different things that we've we've both done, and and try to find uh, the right. The right formula, um, but this will also accelerate something that's very interesting, and that is the first uh, election of municipal youth councils in um, in this upcoming election. So that'll yeah. give young Colombians a more direct dialogue with their government uh, and a place where they can address these issues about national dialogue, about socioeconomic models, and about police reform. So there's uh, there's some exciting things uh, in the work as well, and and the Colombian government is quite uh, quite seized with these things.
0: All right, so uh, so is he. This all goes down on what? Uh, what's today? Um, Monday the eighteenth is Wednesday. He'll be there.
1: Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes.
0: Keith Minds, thank you so much for joining me. Great to talk to you.
1: Thank you, Julie. Have a Take good
0: care. day. Keith Mines is director for Latin American programs at the United States Institute of Peace. Secretary Blinken off to Colombia later this week.